Hola, hola, I'm Carlos Garcia León. And I am Jackson Short, and together we make... Avocado Toast, because I love avocado. And I'm just white AF. <laughs> Let's be artful. <laughs> so today we have a special guest with us. The first time we've had a guest. I know, we mentioned her last time, but we weren't able to meet. Just because our lives are crazy. Scheduling is just absolutely terrible. Uh, but let us introduce you to our good friend and classmate, Carmen. Hi, Hi Carmen. Hello, Hi. Carmen. Nice to be here. I'm so happy I could be your first guest. Yeah. We love we love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you guys, too. So perfect. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Well, like, like I said, my name is Carmen. I did my undergraduate studies at Appalachian State University. Um, I got two degrees there, a Bachelor of Science in Industrial Organizational Psychology. Ooh, I did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I did not. That's I the part of me that. that wanted to make money someday. Um, <laughs> and then, then the other side of me that uh, just wanted to do art, I uh, got a theater performance, Bachelor of Art. So um, I, I had both sides. Um, after undergrad, I went to Chicago to try my hand at acting. Uh, wound up managing theaters more than playing in theaters and kind of realized that this is the route that my my career was taking and decided I should probably study some more of this stuff before I just take all the jobs doing this stuff. Yeah. So uh, here I am at CCM and I'm getting my MA MBA in uh, arts administration. Otherwise known as the Mamba, as, the Carlo, Mamba as Carlos has told uh, us. I, yes. I, f I feel like I should just scream this in class. Just Mamba. I Mamba. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, yeah, but that, that's that's me. Um, I'm currently working at Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, uh, doing marketing and patron liaison work, um, and I'll be managing their summer camp program. So, oh, that's yeah. cool. When is yes. when was that official? Um, I guess that got official like on Monday. Uh, oh, so, so super <laughs> soon. It was something that I was hoping for, and then my boss kind of just casually said, "Oh yeah, that's set in stone. You didn't know that." And I was like. Awesome. That's so you don't <laughs> have to now like worry about panic about pl applying exactly. for internships and things. Yes. I love that. That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yes. I think that's what most of our, our cohort is doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, where else have you worked around here uh, since the beginning of the program? Since the beginning of the program, I also worked at Ensemble Theater Cincinnati, which Great. is just a block away from Cincy Shakes. I'm, and, I'm uh, really upset because Carlos and I have not been able to go see a show there yet. <gasps> but we've heard they have a new space, right? Uh, yes. They, they got a new space at the same time that Cincy Shakes did. So now is the season it's super hot right now and i can talk a lot actually about the show that <laughs> yeah. they're putting on right now so what is the show they're putting on right now they're the doing the humans mm -hmm. right now by oh, Stephen yeah. karam karam i don't, I don't remember i re so my partner was here last weekend this weekend i don't remember last weekend, last weekend. gosh time is so relative for me mm -hmm. um and we were talking about which show to watch because we wanted to go see something mm -hmm. and we he doesn't necessarily like symphonies like i do um because he's very much a singer um so we were like the humans and he's like oh i saw that on broadway because he spent a whole summer in new york or something mm -hmm. lucky i know i'm very jealous yeah. um but it was sold out so oh, we, we <laughs> didn't go it's a great show it's one of the top five i think it's top five produced plays across the united states this year oh really so it's really popular um like that and shakespeare and love were two of the like most produced yeah. plays and they've both been in cincinnati this year so that's, that's i awesome. love that yeah, um. Jackson will have well, Jackson and I have not seen a show together since <laughs> since the last time we talked about seeing a show together. Waitress, <laughs> it was waitress. Oh right, that was like was no, that no 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 like it wasn't waitress no it wasn't waitress it was it was about the it was the first episode of the podcast we saw waitress and then we went to go see the chamber opera 
Oh, we did. So basically, since the first episode. Since the first episode, yeah. So like okay. two or three weeks ago. So we're just we're, yeah. we're really just we're going strong here. But we are seeing other things, so just yes, not together, which I'm kind of sad because yeah. I do miss him every now and then. I miss Ooh. you, Carlos. Every now and then. Uh, yeah, every now and then. It's not always. <laughs> just, you know. Wait, so small, I just realized that by the end of this program, you will be ending up with four degrees. Yeah. So uh, do you oh like like me sleep with just your degree in bed and like cuddle with it? And I like have so many expensive pieces of paper. I'm so happy to <laughs> have them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to just become a collector of very pricey pieces of paper. And I don't have any of them hung yet. Like they're all just sitting in boxes. Oh, funny story for everyone. So my mom, before she left the country, um, she had my degree on her, in, her, in her house. And I was like... Mom, can I can I take that? It's I mean it's mine. I I earned it. I yeah. did the degree. <laughs> She's like, it. no, you can't take it. It's mine. And I'm like, and not only that, not only did wait, she, it's hers. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, it's mine. And I'm like, wait. And it's so nicely framed. Like it has the, the, the it has the paper. Yeah. It has the tassel. And mm-hmm. she almost bought like one for the hat, yeah. uh, whatever the thing's yeah. called. Um, and I'm l- the cap. That's what it yeah. is. And I'm like. I would have just bought the paper thing, but like with the tassel thing, it looks so nice. Yeah. And now that she's gone, like I took it with me and now it's in my place. But I was just like, well, that's good. I'm like, I can't believe you. I mean, you didn't even pay for the degree. You raised me and all, but it's mine. I worked for Mom, it. Mom, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Carmen. Yeah. I want to ask you because ask you me. want to work in theaters. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, by the yeah, Carmen's kind of like our our art classes theater expert. Yes. Yeah, which is a weird thing to be called. Can I just say? Well, you guys <laughs> have said that in a couple classes now, and I'm like, really? I'm your theater expert. Well, a lot of our classes are theater centric. Yeah. So I think that you know, e- even though we're more from orchestral, mm-hmm. I know. I, I meant by that is like our class is mostly composed of musicians. Yeah, that is it true. And then yeah. like our other theater folk are not like on stage or like understand all of background mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. As opposed to like Carmen, who like has done both of those things. Right. So, uh, here's a question for you. Okay. What would be a mission you would be want to have for a, for a production? Oh, oh a that's mission. good. That's that's a good for first a, step. a singular production. Oh, or for, for like organization? your organization. For the organization. Mm, that's tough. Um, because I've already run two different theaters at this point. Uh, the mission of the first was to give more opportunities to to women across roles in the theater industry, whether Worthy, they're playwrights yes. or directors. Amen. Which I still am very passionate about that mission, Great. and it kind of leaks into all the work I do. Um, and the second one I, I worked with was a Shakespearean group up in Chicago, and our mission there was to spread Shakespearean original practices. So, like, not doing all this funky Shakespeare, but doing Shakespeare with the house lights on and interacting with the audience and getting the audience drunk before they like see the show. I'm I all do about that anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I did I did that <laughs> when I visited the Glove and when my only time mm-hmm. in London. So So I care a lot about both of those missions. Um if I oh gosh, if I was starting with a new organization, I think I would want to have a mission that involved reaching new audiences, people that are still a little put off by theater and the the stigma of theater. And giving them stories that are kind of classics that have been reinvented for a modern audience. So this is, I kind of actually had a project in our last semester class uh, that that kind of touched on some of this. But one of my favorite shows is Stupid Effing Bird by Aaron Posner. And it's a modern retelling of uh, The Seagull by Chekhov. Oh, okay. And it's this very accessible, like, really easy to understand and relate to version of the same story. So it's it's this great entry point for people that think that theater is not their jam 
to yeah. be like, this show is called Stupid Effing Bird. <laughs> this sounds like it could be interesting. And it's it's really funny. And it's it's those kinds of shows I want to take to audiences and, and show them that theater is not the big bad monster that a lot of people I love think that. It is. I love that. Yeah. Answer. yeah. Good job. That's oh my I God. wasn't very articulate, but no, yeah. lo- lovely. I mean, we can work out wordings later yeah. once you <laughs> start the organization, yeah. but like we all know. And if you don't know, you should know that like all of our art forms have a lot of stigma and yeah. mm-hmm. like barriers that prevent audiences from mm-hmm. coming and liking and having an opinion about it. Yeah. yeah uh, my, one of my papers last semester was actually about that going to a concert and seeing that some of these barriers had been broken down and, explaining how uh, other orchestras should also adapt these mm-hmm. uh, differences, you know, not wearing tuxedos on stage. I love that. Um, oh, yeah. my God. If I could rant for 50 seconds, <laughs> if you're an orchestra and you still wear tuxedos and then you complain about being trying to, like, appeal to younger audiences or other audiences or underrepresented audiences, basically anyone that's outside your already, like, clientele, stop wearing tuxedos. One, because they're expensive as hell and no one can afford them. But two, because it makes a culture that you have to dress up to like enjoy which i feel like has to be one of the number one complaints of audiences that are afraid to come and they're like well i'm afraid i don't know what to wear i don't have i don't look good enough yeah it's like you don't have to look nice you're not it's not like a fancy gala fundraiser it's the symphony it's a play and i also and i also feel like you know we we talk about we have this conversation carlos and i uh, a lot about orchestras but it's pretty much the same with theater as well absolutely you know you constantly get the questions uh what do I wear when I'm going mm-hmm. to the theater? The theater. And, you With know, an R-E, not an yeah, E-R. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still have, I still don't get. Um, the difference between theater with an R-E, I have no idea. It, have no idea. Actually, yeah. moving past it. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about yes. it later. Um, but so I'm. it is pretty much similar with theaters. How how often do you get asked like that kind of question? Oh my gosh, my boyfriend asked me that like not only a month ago. Like we were going <laughs> to see a show and he's like, well, I don't know what to wear. What can I wear? I'm like, wear what you are wearing you don't like as long as you have clothing on your body you are fit to go to the theater you can go in your pajamas they don't care they just yes. want you to see the show I come like and that. see the show snaps we we should just yeah if you party. if you wear yes. a suit <gasps> for things pajama party theater marketing idea you, you know it would be do great a, do a really party. late show yes. the pajama like, party for the pi- for the pajama game for the pajama game. <laughs> the musical i love that i love that that's so pajama cool party i love that We'll idea. talk about it. I don't know how comfortable other people would be because, you know, some people don't sleep okay, in any clothes. Okay, they have, like, eh, bar crawls with, with people in onesies. If people are True. comfortable going to a bar crawl on a onesie, they can come to a theater in their PGM jams. I think that's fine. Okay, so we're going to be moving on to talking about what we saw. Um, now, I know I give Carlos a lot of crap about him not bringing me to things, but I have to say... I, I am also guilty of it because Carmen invited me to go yeah. to the Million Dollar Quartet and I <laughs> didn't get a ticket. I didn't get a ticket. I wasn't even aware they're going. No information <laughs> was provided to me. I was just like, what are you up to tonight? He's like, oh, I'm going to go see Million Dollar Quartet. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me. That's my bad. No, totally. I'm glad you take you took <laughs> it. Sometimes sometimes you have to break us apart because it, it, it's 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 not a healthy environment when we're like critiquing a show. It's honestly Constantly. it is my hope that with every ticket I get because I get a lot of comps because I'm in the industry is that every extra ticket I get if my boyfriend can't come then you guys are the backups yes. and if neither of you can come then I'm taking my grandma. Yes. That, <laughs> is, that, is, that is a testimony well, right there. Okay, we, yeah. we come first before your grandmother. Oh God, Grandma! Don't listen to this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. I'm sure you'll love me. You should meet me, and then like 
feed me all the time, whatever you want. But <laughs> moving on, <laughs> since since you saw Million Dollar Quartet, how was it? I wanted I haven't talked to you about it. As I mean, as you can probably tell, right as of now, with two episodes down, I don't really not like a lot of things. <laughs> okay, so well, then, I really Carmen, how did it. you like? Okay. <laughs> Um, well, well, actually, do you want to give your like glistening review first? Because I actually I really enjoyed it. It's not oh, going to be as glistening. I, I, I will Jackson's. not say that mine mine was not glistening. Uh, I would say that first of all, the people portraying these characters, uh, Million Dollar Quartet, is basically about uh, a studio session where Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis, and there was Carl, Carl, Perkins. Carl Perkins all came together to play and. The whole story is kind of like a jukebox musical, something like Jersey Boys, something like Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. But Mama there was Mia. some sort of, there was actually a slight plot to it, which I appreciated. A slight, slight plot. plot. With all karaoke <laughs> musicals. Yeah. But, yes. but they they sang the classics of mm-hmm. this genre. And I, I really love seeing people portray those characters. Mm-hmm. And I know that you made the comment that it's kind of like seeing that show that you never would have been able to see. Yeah, it definitely is. Like the Ed Sullivan show or something? No, well, no, like, no. The, the show like, isn't like, you're, you'll never be able to see Elvis Presley uh, in concert. Okay, so but yeah. in this setting, it, it was like really seeing, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, because of uh, the way they uh, presented it, mm-hmm. felt like a concert just on a set. Yeah, well, and it, I mean, you can go to Vegas and you can see a million Elvis impersonators and fine, if that's your jam, go ahead. But I think you're going to get a much better show if you see Million Dollar Quartet, because these characters aren't just those characters when they're singing the song, you get to see Johnny Cash talk to, you know, Carl Perkins and and to his boss. And you kind of get to see what these people were like when they weren't putting on a face for their fans. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. I never really thought of Elvis the way that Elvis was portrayed. Um, but yeah, it really was like if you if you want to see a show that's like an Elvis show. Don't go to Vegas. Don't waste your money going there. Like, just go to the Playhouse. You're going to enjoy your experience so much more. And I felt like the nostalgia of seeing those characters and seeing those performers on stage really drove the show mm-hmm. that was the main factor of the reason why I wanted to go. Because mm-hmm. as we both said after the show, yes. the plot really was kind of nothing. It, like, barely holds on to I could, some sort of I could of summarize the entire show in about two sentences. I don't think you'd even need that much. It's oh, a maybe a sentence. It's a thin plot, yeah. Ten words, as we did last time. Ten words, okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's not plot-driven, but there is something to it. I'd say that there's like a lot... nostalgic-driven? Yeah. Absolutely. A, a lot of references that if people got, they'd laugh, but... If I didn't know the references, I didn't. I don't know how I'd feel about. Yeah, that. I mean, I don't even know two of the singers. I'd be like, actually, I, you I do. That's the yeah. thing is that and, I didn't and, realize I knew. Oh, them like I would know the their show. music. Prob- yes. Well, also, like I said, maybe last time, like I wasn't really born in the states during this time, so like I feel like maybe I would know their music. True. Yeah. But since I didn't, like um, my childhood I, was not in the states. I will so. say they did a great job. Um, one of the facts was that. Blue Suede Shoes was performed by Elvis on the Ed Sullivan Show. But it was not his song. It was not his song. Mm-hmm. It was actually a cover of um, Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. Mm-hmm. And I knew that at some point in time. Never knew that. And I didn't either. When, yeah. And when they said it, I went, oh, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I, I completely forgot that. 
mm-hmm. and seeing that on stage and seeing also the conflict that that caused between the two people right puts it into a whole different perspective were they it's like not romantic just, and now they weren't well no it's just that you know carl perkins was fighting for he was trying to have his big break and blue suede shoes was becoming that big break and he was supposed to perform that song on the ed sullivan show but then elvis went instead and he did the song it's Blue kind of like shoes. it's actually um uh, are you guys uh have you guys watched or listened to dream girls yes yeah it's, it's like girls. um yes um it's like when they steal the bought me a cadillac when, song or yeah whatever. when they yeah. steal the cadillac song and it's like what the heck just happened yeah they just like he just took his fame right out from under him and now carl perkins has to write this new like top selling hit when all Elvis had to do was appropriate someone else's work and he got all the credit. And yeah. So the lesson here is don't appropriate. Yes, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there some things that um I mean besides the good things, were there some things that were not um, great? I not like we commented about mm. the sound. Oh yes, yeah, so so they tried to do this thing at the playhouse and maybe they fixed it because we saw it opening night. Yeah. Um but they tried to do this thing where they would try to put this filter on it when they were singing the songs that made it more like rock concerty that that were really cool oh because back uh, just as quick reference Mm -hmm. the only people that were playing instruments were the people on stage portraying those characters which is great including uh all four performers plus a upright bass which i thought was really fun and a drummer Mm-hmm. And cool. they were fantastic, mm-hmm. they and were I, I really, I really thought the music was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'll, I'll let you go back. I just want to yeah. say that th- those are the only people playing instruments. Oh yeah, and they were all great, great instrumentalists. Um, but they would, at the end of songs or whenever someone would move away from the mic to, you know, do something with their guitar, do something with the piano, we just lost their voices entirely. Yeah. So mm. they would be in the middle of a line of a song and then their mouth would go away from the mic and you couldn't hear anything that they were saying. Uh, because they were using they were using basically what looked like studio microphones yes. back in the They were the using legitimate were, studio yeah. microphones. Which and was they cool. were live mics. Cool. So, you know, they would put it up to their face, they'd start speaking, they would uh, start singing and then if they did anything like grab something while singing, it would basically have this effect that, you know, you can't really hear what they're saying yeah. and everything just goes dead. Yeah. And, you know, it, it didn't hurt it as much as I had thought it would, but it was definitely noticeable. It was mm. distracting, at least towards the beginning of the show. Um, you kind of got used to it, honestly. Yeah, you get used to it, but it sucks when you have to get used to no, something that's like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in the show in general, I, I enjoyed it, but once the the excitement of like, oh, I'm at a rock concert kind of started to wear off. The theater lover in me was like, okay, there's no plot here, really. Like, teeny tiny amount of plot. And the no, rest of this is I just a rock agree. concert. So about halfway through the first act, I kind of got bored. And that's nothing on the part of, of the actors, of the music, of the direction. Really of anything. All of this, great. Or anything, any of the it show. Was, it, yeah, was, it was just. Really just the writing of the script. Yeah. Um, well, but I think when you when you get to something like a jukebox musical mm-hmm. it that that's kind of just the general vibe well, that you get of. from it i think that jersey boys does an amazing job i was gonna of say it. jersey boys that's not a problem neither is mama mia like both really cling to a plot yeah yeah i don't know how they're doing mama mia too but yeah well, wait i'm sorry what they're doing, um, mama, they're mia doing mama mia too and you know who's guest starring you Cher. know who's above meryl streep in this Cher? mama mia too yeah okay, wait, i'm sorry is this a movie or is this a Broadway? Oh, it's, it's a, a movie, movie. And guess what? We're seeing it. <laughs> well, I don't know when, when it's coming it out. out. I don't I know. I don't say. care. I'm I just was it. like, another Mamma Mia. I oh feel like God. I need to like take shots before, during, and after that. <laughs> we I don't know. We could. 
They're still doing ABBA? Like, yep. Yes. Actually, it, how it, many more ABBA songs now, are there? I will, say, <laughs> I will say the only thing that I'm a Once little no disheartened knows, by, maybe. Okay. what I am a little disheartened by is that during the trailer, I didn't hear a new song. It was the oh, same yeah. songs from the original. The, it's oh, like, no. So maybe maybe <laughs> they're trying to pull a fast one and do different songs. This is like revisit. super tangent, but yeah, it was. It's they're doing um, a flashback to Meryl Streep's younger self. Oh, sorry, please say her younger self is not Cher because that's a no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I, I think she's. In <laughs> the cur- she's I think in the Cher is oh, the okay. grandma, <laughs> like okay, the mother like of Meryl Streep. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just getting this from the trailer. I mean, not that Cher looks old. She's just... Well, no, but she doesn't look younger than Meryl, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cher's not listening to this, so that's fine. Uh, b- Cher, if you are listening, thank you, and... Uh, Please support you. us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but any things that, like, administrators should be looking for, not, not like, who are running organizations, like, for Playhouse, is there anything that could oh. have been better or could have been or could be as good as Playhouse if you're not in Cincinnati? Um, if you're not in Cincinnati. Um, like if you run your, confused. yeah, if you <laughs> run your own thing yeah, and you do something like Million Dollar Quartet. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if you're, if you're one of the next people producing Million Dollar Quartet or a show like it, um, I, I would really just make sure it's, it's applying to your audience. That's the kind of thing your audience wants to see. I've seen a lot of really positive feedback from most of Playhouse's uh, donors and subscriber base because a lot of Playhouse's subscriber base is a little older mm-hmm. and these are people that they listened to growing up. So, of course, they're going to love it. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Ensemble had done this show, if Ensemble Theater Cincinnati had done this show, it would not sell as well, I don't believe, just because they have a little bit of a younger audience. Um, so just know your audience, know their taste. Oh, my God, um, someone could make a millionaire quartet for our generation. Sure. Oh gosh, I don't know if I, I don't would know. enjoy that. <laughs> I don't know how that'd be. It'd be well for me. It'd be really weird because like my mom, I listened to like Cher and Madonna when I was little, but also mm-hmm. like a lot of Latin yeah. things. So I don't know about anyone else, but I think it'd be fun to be like super nostalgic. I feel like that would be. Wasn't there a Grammys award like when we were kids, where like Madonna and Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, yeah, and all of them were on the someone stage. else had their own like probably billion dollar quartet, but it was probably. all like not billion. to say garbage music, but garbage music. <laughs> It was all very like hyped pop. Yeah. Okay, well, idea thrown to the ground. Apparently, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> so, for anyone else out here, what other shows would you recommend for them? Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely talked about a lot of the theater stuff going on. Um, I definitely do highly recommend The Humans. Um, if for nothing else, that everyone is going to be talking about it. So, don't let this be like the one show that everyone at your workplace yeah. is talking about, and you don't know what they're talking about. Um, also, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is almost go sold see out that. for their entire run. Oh, really? Wow. Yes, they're doing great. Um, I need tickets which for is them. it's it sounds like it's really great. I'm seeing it Saturday. Um, so yeah, and it's basically the 1967 movie mm-hmm. put on stage. Yeah. Very funny, but very serious and a very timely show, if yeah. I may say. Oh, definitely. So <laughs> we were talking about that last time. Yes, you did. Yes. So um, definitely get get your tickets if you still can. Um, so do it now. Yeah. Is there? Do you happen to know since you worked there about, I know there's rush tickets, but is there anything else there besides are. that? Uh, student rush tickets are great. Uh, preview nights are like $28 like uh, to see the show, while normally an adult ticket is $52, I oh, That's a nice deal. Wow. So it's a good. great deal. I really recommend you go preview nights, which are the first Wednesday and Thursday of the run of any show. Um, if you would like to do that, the next show you can do that for is Othello, and they're almost sold out of all of their preview night tickets. So get them now. (laughs) Especially for any young professionals listening, make sure to grab those discounted tickets. Yes. Because the performance isn't going to be of any lower quality. 
Oh no, not at all. They they really treat their first preview night as their opening night. The the official opening night is really just more of a celebration of we made it for through the first three days without, you know, any, <laughs> any major <laughs> any accidents, accidents. Which I can't. Or maybe they did. Have I can't remember know. the last time they've had any accident at Cincinnati Shakes. So yeah, yeah you're definitely still getting all of your your money's worth out of that ticket. Yeah, sweet. Okay, Carlos, I know that we got to see uh, Million Dark Quartet without you, but you also had a very eventful week. I did. I was super social this week, which I really shouldn't have been because I had so much work to do, but I was social. You okay. just can't stop yourself. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I re- Okay, so I just took a personality test, and it told me that I was extroverted. And for the longest wow. time... I'm so really? Okay, calm yeah. down. No. <laughs> for the longest time, I always got introverted, and I was like, oh, I'm just like an extroverted introvert. And I still believe that, where like, I get my energy being alone but like i'm very okay being social Fair. um but i'm still kind of very much in denial of my extrovertedness anyway i actually i actually we did the same project and i <laughs> got switched over from extroverted to introverted no one cares and well jackson did try to convince me for about 10 minutes that he was introverted by just talking a lot to me and Janet, and Janet and I are looking at each other the whole time, saying, "Sure, of course, he's an introvert." That's well, why. And the he funny, wants to and talk. the funny thing is, you you then went, Jackson, you talked to like an elderly couple next to us at Million Dollar Quartet yes. for like twenty minutes before the show, <laughs> and I had nothing in common with them, and it was hilarious. I love that. No, so yeah, I was being social. I this um, concert Nova had their late night event. Oh great! Where they featured their next generation um, ensemble, and it was at Streetside Brewery, and it was I had never been there, and it was a lot of fun. And it's this is mixed ensemble, and there was really there was this great beer, Streetside Brewery. You have this great beer called Cereal Milk, and it's what? sweet and it's delicious, and I'm such a fan. Um, was it a stout? No, it wasn't no? a because I don't like stouts. I don't like coffee, Fair. so I don't like stouts. Okay. Or a uh, sour? Was it a sour? No, it was more. It was just one of those like cidery kind of beers. Oh, okay, I see. IPA. Not necessarily a cider. No, I hate IPAs. Oh. I hate hoppiness. Fair, I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, they were great, and um, and then the CSOs had a similar event the next night too, at um, Rheingeist, right? Yeah, Rheingeist. Yeah. With the uh, the Cincinnati Symphony's brass quintet. Um, and it was uh, brass players are great. If you have a brass play, brass players for generally, generally. Are super rowdy and like love to love to have fun. Okay. They're just like the people to get down with, um, and they're usually guys, so like they're okay with that. There's a French horn woman who is like the, the funny. The fun thing about them is that they would have their beer and they'd be like, "Cheers, everyone!" and they like drink and they'd be like, "Let's play a John Williams medley now." That <laughs> sounds awesome. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, me too. And you know, we got to. I had to drink beer, hang out with friends, meet new friends. I saw like the same kind of people because anyone who likes chamber and beer apparently, right, is all there. Uh, and that was so much fun. I mean, I got to meet people because no one else went with me, so I had to meet new people. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and I love that. And I think other people should do that because it it's bringing super casualness to something that's so usually not that's not going to be like a usual event that they do is it because i really wanted to go that night but i had something else going on i know concert noah's late night stuff happens once a month oh okay and you know everything's free for that and the cso at ryan guys is free the only thing not free is you know drinks well yeah (laughs) (laughs) we can't get that lucky (laughs) but yeah and then i know the cso tries to do cso on tap every now and again too i I love that i don't know when the next day is but um, yeah, you should. We should all hang out at Chamber and stuff. With I would beer. love that. 
And know. last week we talked about the Violins of Hope, and you were able to go to that, right? Not only was I able to go to that, I was involved with that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because uh, so as you all know, I, I work with Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra, and we were part of the multiple organizations that were involved with the Holocaust and Humanities. Awesome. Violins of Hope. And it's mm-hmm. where this thing where they bring in violins that literally survived the Holocaust. Oh wow! Um, and not only that, like not only did they survive, but they made other people survive too. Like it's like, oh, you're a musician. So if you don't know, like musicians, Jewish musicians through the Holocaust were more lucky than non-musicians because they were like bands and ensembles that were formed to provide entertainment for the Nazis. So not only were they multiple organizations playing on violins and showcasing music, but they also had a presentation and. Um, information about each violin and mm-hmm. the history that went with it and uh, that was brilliant and there's one about i mean some of them are sad of course because not everyone gets a happy ending of course. but uh, it was very emotional and it was a full house and music hall and it was just brilliant to be a part of this thing where like these things are really giving hope to and gave hope to so many so many things so many people even if they were nazis sometimes they were getting hope from the music mm-hmm. um and it was all to um commemorate the Holocaust Remembrance Day, which was last Saturday, mm-hmm. yeah. but also to inform everyone that the Holocaust and Humanity Center is having their new hall at Union Terminal, which is where oh, yeah. Jewish people, when they came to Cincinnati, that was their first stop. Oh, right, yeah. And I thought that was that was just brilliant and super touching. That was fantastic. And that's that's everything I went to go see or be a part of. That's a lot. You did a lot last I know. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, if you want to hang out, I'll hang out and stop doing homework and... <laughs> Not get a degree, but I'll do it. <laughs> not get a degree. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of exciting things next week, too, for our next episode. Yeah, we do. I'm not sure when we'll do it because I'm not here this week coming up. I know. Um, but I'm really excited to go to Sphinx Organizations Conference this upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah. Where is that? It's in Detroit. That's where their headquarters are. And if you don't know about Sphinx or any of their mission... Even if you're non-orchestra or non-music, you should know that um, they're the kind of the leading voice in diversity in music. Great. Um, they have their own orchestra. They have their own competition. Um, and they have a conference that involves a lot of these musicians and a lot of administrators and educators who want to be discussing these things. So th- if you ever have, and if you don't, you should be having a conversation about diversity in the arts. It's literally all I achieve for. It's my cultural mission. It's everything for me. Um, and that's where I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, and so for stuff that's coming up, uh, we'll obviously keep you updated on when we can post the next podcast. Hopefully we'll have another guest. Because, mm-hmm. um, Carmen, you've been fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Of course, I've had so much fun. Also, um, thank you so much for listening. I, d- I also didn't know you listened to us. I mean, Yeah, every week. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, would you like to tell us about the theater stuff that's coming up? Sure, I would love to. So, um, and you guys already talked about a lot of the theater stuff going yeah. on in yeah. last week's episode. So, listeners should go back and listen to some of that. Um, but guess who's coming to dinner? Is is playing right now at Cincy Shakes? Uh, no theater has beat here now. I think that's still running. Don't they yes. have Super True? Or is it Super True? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Sorry. Uh, super true. And then um, Ensemble is running The Humans. I think it's getting close to the end of its run, though, so get your tickets fast. And Playhouse in the Park is opening in their shelter house, their world premiere show. World premiere. Maybe that one is called Be Here. Be Here. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Um, 
and that's opening next weekend. I think it's I think not it's this, this weekend. Uh, it's next weekend. Yes, and I will be there for that. Um, if not opening night, very shortly. Yeah, after. and and for the and for uh, college students and young professionals, there are some discounts available. Make sure to mm-hmm. check out the website because there are some student nights. Uh, is it college nights? I mean, I, I know that there's like ten dollar tickets available to at certain what? performances. At what theater? At the Shelter House. At Shelter or at the Playhouse? Playhouse? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it's we been a while since I've been there, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Carlos, what else is happening? Well, the CSO is having two different things. They're having their um, one of their main concert series with Juan Gomena and. I like to call it the Spaniards concert because they're having a Spanish pianist and a Spanish conductor. Beautiful. I know. I'm very excited. Um, I don't remember what they're playing, but as we always know, I hate mentioning composers because it's just proposing more elitism. So you should just go and enjoy Spanish people do their thing. Uh, Uh, But also they're doing the Lollipops concert for little kids. Um, And it's very like Mozart things where they have like very educational uh, and the really cool thing about this is that, the, at least on their website, they said that it's also open for like deaf and hard of hearing people. Oh, that's excellent. And it's it's always really interesting when orchestras do this because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no words usually when it comes right. to music. So, uh, and like if you can't hear music, the deaf community has always been like, there's no point of me going because... Right, but I've heard some stuff about s- being able to feel the music. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's that's a lot of what there. There's a lot of new technology, mm-hmm. and double development and research for that, um, just to get this whole community that hasn't been able to really enjoy, and neither the organizations have tried to involve them in for that. So um, I think that's really cool that they're doing that for the Lollipops concert. That's very cool. So that is what is coming up. Uh, we will obviously keep you updated on what we are seeing. You can stay updated by going to our social media accounts. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Artfuls Podcast. I am available at Manage the Arts. Both um, on Twitter on Instagram? Yes, both. Carmen, where can we find you? Uh, my handle is at Carmen R. Lawrence. That's Carmen like Carmen San Diego. Mm. R as in Rachel, which is not my middle name. And Lawrence. <laughs> 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 Lawrence with a W, not with a U. And that's also Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, I think I think that's for Instagram too. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm I'm on Instagram. I'm cgarcia.leon. And then on Twitter, I'm on cgarcia underscore leon. I was well, unable. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Thank you so much for tuning in this time. Carmen, do you want to say the tagline? What's the tagline? Have an artful day. Oh, I can say that. Go for it. Have an artful day. <laughs> <laughs>